freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Happy Oztober, folks. The Dr. Oz month for this massive election we have coming up in three weeks. 21 days exactly away from the midterm elections, folks. Early voting has already begun in a lot of states, so make sure if you have eligible early voting and you want to take advantage of it for some reason, make sure you do that. Go to your Secretary of State's website. They'll be able to help you out and have some information about that for you on their webpage. And that's where you can find that. But I wanted to play that clip. It's a recently unearthed video of Dr. Oz and an unknown individual rapping, and I thought it was kind of funny, so... Happy Oztober to you folks, 21 days away from the most important election of our lifetimes, and I feel like as I stay on the air, as I continue this program, for hopefully many years to come, I will have to say that many times, because every day it seems the fight for our country is more crucial, the fight for our country is more important, the fight for our country is more prominent. So thank you for tuning in, we're going to have a big, big midterm election coverage today with a bunch of different races across the nation. I'm going to disclose this right now. I will not be live for the midterms, but I'm planning on changing the schedule for the program around. I'm planning on doing a shorter program, and it's going to be recorded on the 7th and published on the 7th, uh, November 7th, the day before the election. Uh, November 9th, we will have extensive coverage, all the important races here on the Conservative Crusader, and then we will take the 10th and the 11th off unless there's big news about stolen elections or irregularities in the election process. We will cover those. But other than that, we're planning on taking a couple days off, get, coming back on schedule starting on the 15th. Actually, no, we'll have some 
conflicting schedule there, it looks like, on the 15th. May not actually have a program at all that week. And then we will move on back to the 22nd. So right now, plan on a program the 7th and the 9th of November. No program the week after. Back to regular scheduling on the 22nd. Big, big month next month for our elections. Make sure you register to vote. Make sure you are eligible to vote. Make sure you are ready to vote. And, and you vote red and you vote big and you vote bigly. Because we have a sitting member of Congress, actually the the Speaker of the House, that has on tape threatened a president with physical violence. I'm not kidding. This is an actual clip from a documentary crew that was for some reason in Nancy Pelosi's office during the raid on the Capitol on January 6th. Uh, I want to play the clip in its entirety. It's 26 seconds here that I have from the Trump team, and I want to play this here. And that's what this is all about. Secret Service said... They have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the reason. By the way, this is an HBO documentary, uh, first unearthed by CNN, and him is implying to the president. To protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes, I'm going to punch him out. This is oh, my mom. I would pay to see that. waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. That is the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, speaking about the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. This is just about a year after she ripped his phenomenal speech up in in, in the Chamber of Congre- uh, Congress during the um, State of the Union address. This is after she's done everything to assault his plans, which you, you can do. You can do that politically. You can assault someone's plans politically, say that this plan isn't a good idea. I don't support this plan. I'm going to stop this plan if I'm speaker because people elected the Democratic Party to, to put me in power to do this. But she is saying she wants to physically quote, and I quote here, punch him out. That is the, okay. Let's imagine for a second that Ted Cruz or... Mitch McConnell even, or Kevin McCarthy, Marjorie Taylor Greene went on Twitter and said, I want to punch Joe Biden out of the Capitol when he comes here for the State of the Union. Do you think that'd be taken lightly? Not only would it be taken lightly, do you think that would be tolerated by the left, by even the resist libs on Twitter, all the way up to the the Speaker's office? Do you really think that'd be tolerated? I don't. I don't think anyone would would tolerate that and accept that and, and allow that to happen. So why are we doing it for Nancy Pelosi? New list on the commitment to America that we needed the Republican Party to do. Listening here, I, I'm pretty sure we have a few uh, pretty much representatives-elect that are going to be representatives-elect in a couple years or in a couple months, or about a month, I should say, 21 days, listening to the program. So contact Kevin McCarthy, contact the Commitment to America people, because I want you to add this to the list. We will th- investigate Nancy Pelosi's comments. So we have Hunter Biden's comments, we have Nancy Pelosi's comments, we have big tech censorship, we have a lot we need to get to when Republicans take back the majority in 2022, in 21 days. This needs to be added to that list. A Speaker of the House, whatever power she might have, however she's elected, whoever she's elected by, does not have the right to verbally threaten a president of the United States of America. What are your thoughts? 574-675-6747. 57 GOP Josh 7 is our number. 
you really can't say that you are a patriotic, proud, constitutional member of society who follows the Constitution every day and this and that. If you support language like that from the Speaker of the House, and you support behavior like that, or I should say lack of behavior, from the Democratic Party in power and charging her for her crimes. Let me find the code. I meant to bring up the code before the episode. We were running a little bit behind. Uh, U.S. code about um, threatening president. We know this, folks. It is Title 18, Section 871. Threatening the president of the United States is a Class D felony under United States Code Title 18, Section 871. It is punishable by up to five years in prison. Um, a maximum fine of $250,000 and a $100 special assessment and up to three years of supervised release. That's a threat by a random individual, whoever that may be, that, that says one word on social media wrong about the president, right? That, that's where that's going to go. But this is a Speaker of the House, and uh, roll the clip again, threatening to, quote, punch him out. The president of the United States. Roll clip. Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This oh, is my mom. I would pay to see that. I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. She said she's going to go to jail and be happy in the clip. If she's going to go to jail and be happy, send her to jail. She committed a crime. If she was going to go to jail and be happy and wants to flaunt about that on, on in front of this documentary crew, which, by the way, why did a documentary crew think it was appropriate to film this? What did they know was going to happen? But if she's going to, to take that punishment and be happy, do it then. Own up to your words. I'd like to see where that goes. She's not going to do it. She's not going to follow her words. Turn yourself in. For perjury, not perjury, for for violation of 18 U.S. Code 871. Do it. Turn yourself in. You committed the crime, Nancy Pelosi. When we return, we had another Biden gaffe, unsurprisingly, of course. We have the DOJ talking about Steve Bannon. Kanye West is going to buy a social media platform. Chris Wallace is having daily breakdowns after joining CNN. Wah, wah, wah. And then we have some news about the elections. We're going to get to that all in this program. We stay on this t- on this channel, on this podcast, on your radio dial, wherever you're listening, GLPJosh.com, RedFutureRadio.com, an affiliate station, or wherever you're listening. Stay right here. Do not move. We have a lot to get to, and we cannot wait to get to it with you. Red Future Radio, GOP Josh Barrett, back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov. You heard that, folks. If you go to report fraud, report fraud, that's the website, report fraud, report fraud, D-O-T ftc.gov report fraud report fraud.ftc.gov um you 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 can 
investigate that or you can do whatever they wanted you to do. I want to play that again. I want you to listen truly to what he says to this website URL, which are very specific. I don't know if the president's ever been on, on online, but you have to have exactly right. Like if you go to jop.com slash josh or jop.com slash show, you're not going to be directed here. If you go to gopjosh.com slash you're going to be directed right where you are listening to this program. Um, but But let's play this again. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov. Now, who is operating the teleprompter and and told him to to spell these things out? Because I'm guessing he was told to spell out certain things. Did he think it was Department of Transportation? Did he think it was this or that? What is D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov? Where is that coming from? I mean, that, that's absolutely hilarious. This is the president of the United States, folks. You want to say we're not a laughing stock to the rest of the world, right? You want to say we're not someone that is looked down upon or looked differently among other countries because of our failure as a leader, our failure of a leader. I mean, truly. Truly. It, it's absolutely disgusting. It's, it's a failure of the president's sake. He's doing a terrible job. Okay. He's, how old is Biden right now? Biden age, specific age. He is 79 years old. He's one, one, one year away from being 80. And he'll be 80 here later this year. If you are 80 years old and you can't understand how to read a teleprompter enough to, to spell out a website name and, and direct people to the correct website, maybe that falls under the 25th Amendment. Maybe that falls under some qualification for disqualification. I mean, truly, you're 80 years old pretty much 80. You have to know how to do your job. Any other job, he would have been fired by now because he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, I don't even think he'd be a Walmart greeter. He'd start greeting people to the Target next door. I mean, truly. He's doing a terrible job. He can't understand how to do anything. He needs to leave. He needs to be either voted out somehow, impeached, or 25th Amendmented. I mean, truly, at, at this point. So Steve Bannon, well, let's hop right into this. Steve Bannon is a former Trump advisor. He is the host of War Room on uh, Real America's Voice and Lindell TV. He's a very successful man in every venture. And that's what makes him so dangerous to the left. You know, I, I, I'm a host on here. I'm a host on Red Future. I'm not supposed to go around saying how much I love other hosts. But if I'm looking for something to watch or listen to, I listen to Steve Bannon. I mean, I listen to the Samuel McGuire show, of course, first and, first and foremost all the time. But Steve Bannon is a close second. He has great guests. Uh, JD or J.R. Majewski, I'm sorry, he's a frequent guest, J.D. Vance. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal host. I mean, I think it's the best position. The position he's thrived in the most is as host of War Room. He, uh, Trump would have won with no fraud, or even with fraud, in 2020 had he been the chairman of the, of the uh, campaign. So the Justice Department is recommending that Steve Bannon, a former Trump advisor, be sentenced to six months in jail and a $200,000 fine after he defied a subpoena to testify before the House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 Capitol attack, according to National Public Welfare Radio. That's taking our tax dollars to compete with us here on Red Future. Monday's court filing by the DOJ argues that Bannon exacerbated the attack on the Capitol by evading the committee's subpoenas and that he did not fully comply with the DOJ's own presenting investigation, accusing him of a bad-faith strategy of defiance and contempt. As a response to DOJ, lawyers for Bannon asked for probation and to stay out of the prison pending an appeal. 
He's, they say he believed the former president asserted executive privilege to bar his testimony. Bannon was convicted of two counts of contempt of Congress this summer and expected to be formally sentenced on the 21st. We, I, support Bannon. I mean, it's always been, and we don't have time today to talk about the Alex Jones trial, but I know all of you have followed it. The Alex Jones trial was one of many. I mean, it was the most prominent, it was the most hurting financially. But he's been sued so many times, and he's been taken down so many times by the government, by the by the regime in power that he fights so hard against. Steve Bannon's the same way. I mean, they've truly always been the stepping stones, and I'm not here to plug myself, but gopjosh.com slash opinions. I talked about this in my last opinion piece, which I need to write another one. But weaponizing the justice system is the new normal is the title, and it's true. Because they, they keep doing the same thing. First it was Alex Jones with Big Tech. Then Steve Bannon was banned from everywhere. Now he's on Rumble, pretty much exclusively Rumble and on the air. And Getter. Then President Trump. Then us. Or, or us and then President Trump either way. It's pretty, either way you want to go with it. Him and Alex Jones, who I believe they're friends, have been on the front lines of the fight against the regime, the front lines of the fight against big tech, the front lines of the fight for so long now. And for other commentators to go out there and optimize on this, oh, that slot's open now. For other commentators to go out there, and I was competing with him for a long time in the 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock slot with the conservative crusader daily. I mean, that was a, that was a competition there. He, he won bigly, but <laughs> I, I'd like to say I was competing. For them to not talk about this because it hurts, it's their opponent, so to speak, in the media. Anyone who I agree with on this issue and on certain issues, I will support. If I, I could be the, the, the number one host in the world, right? And if number two was sentenced like this, I would support number two. I mean, I mean, truly... So many in the media, and this is kind of going into uh, off topic, so many in the media are just so personable. They're, it's all about them. And, and they tr- refuse to look at the big picture and how this is going to affect us all. This industry will not survive if the freedom of the press is not protected. This industry will not survive if we keep having people like Steve Bannon arrested and, and sentenced because he said something wrong on his podcast. I mean, truly. This industry won't survive and the country won't survive with behavior like that from the Department of Justice and, and the Biden regime. So we have to move on. We're running very low on time. We, we only have an hour, folks. But that's truly where we stand as, as a country, as, as a people. Where if, if it happens to Stephen K. Bannon, it happens to Alex Jones, it happens to Donald Trump, it's going to happen to us all. Truly. So Kanye West is going to acquire conservative social media platform Parlor, I don't think very many people care about Parlor anymore. I don't personally use it. I have an account on there. It's at GOP Josh if you want to follow me. I think I have eight followers, and my profile picture is over a year old. <laughs> but uh, I have a Parlor. I don't use it much. I don't know anyone who really uses Parlor as their primary platform, especially with Truth Social the way it is, especially with Getter as big as it is, and even Twitter kind of letting up with this whole um, Elon Musk thing in the takeover. But Kanye West, or Yee, Yee, <laughs> is acquiring Parler. 
The alternative social media platform favored by many conservatives is not favored by anyone. Let's be, let's be real. Parler's parent company announced the deal on Monday morning saying West had made a groundbreaking move in the free speech media space and will never have the fear of being removed from social media again. The acquisition comes after West had his account temporarily locked by Twitter this month over an anti-Semitic tweet. Exact terms of the Parler deal weren't disclosed, though Parler said it must still enter into a definite agreement with West and expects to close in the fourth quarter. Parler's parent, Parliament Technologies, would remain involved by protect, providing technical support and cloud support. So, I always kind of saw something like this coming. I know I know Elon, uh, Kanye West is a businessman. He's a rapper. He's a businessman. He's everything. He's a father. He's a man of Christ. But I never saw it being Parler. I mean, Parler is currently owned by uh, Candace Farmer, or not Candace Farmer, uh, Charles Farmer, who is Candace Owens' husband. He's a Brit- British man. He's the owner of Parler and Parliament Technologies. I never saw him buying Parler from Candace Owens. I mean, that, that wasn't on my 2022 bingo card. Uh, West said in a release by Parler, In a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial, we have to make sure we have the right to freely express ourselves. Have to tread lightly here, folks. I don't know if this is a grift by by Kanye, uh, Kanye to get more supporters from the right. I don't know if this is actually something he's genuine about or if this is something that have to do with like mental health problems. I'm going to go back to Parler. I, I'm trying to post more on Truth Social, on Getter, on Twitter, on Parler, and on Facebook. It's a lot of po- a lot of platforms. There's a lot of places to find me and a lot of places for us to do this. But that's where we stand. Uh, for Yee, the deal comes during a particularly controversial period. West had made headlines in a in recent weeks for wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt in public and defending the use of his slogan, a phrase the Anti-Defamation League has linked to white, uh, to white supremacy groups. All right. Kanye West is a white supremacist. You heard it here fo- first, folks. Kanye West is a white supremacist. For ye, the deal comes in a particularly, con- particularly controversial time. Uh, West has made headlines in recent weeks for wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt T-shirt in public and defending the use of his slogan, a phrase the anti... Oh, I said that already. He defended it as, as funny to Tucker Carlson. After the shirt incident, the apparel company Adidas says he was reviewing its partnership with West. Uh, September, West also said he was abandoning a two-year partnership with retailer Gap. So that is the story for that. So congratulations, uh, Elon Musk, on your new competition for social media. Congratulations to Charles Farmer for the big paycheck. And congratulations to Kanye West for becoming the new CEO or owner of Parlor. Congratulations. All right. So so hop right into this really quick. We only have a couple minutes, but leaving the number one show that you'll ever have for CNN Plus is, is one thing. Leaving it for a CNN show that still no one watches to is another thing. Fox News host Chris Wallace is having daily breakdowns after joining CNN. Um, sources say Wallace is suffering from daily breakdowns and asking his staffers to count how many times a day his promo is playing. Without stronger marketing, it appears very few people are tuning in. President of News Cycle Media and former managing editor of Mediaite says a source told him Chris Wallace is having daily breakdowns over the miserable launch of CNN+. He now wants a CNN show or he's threatening to walk. Oh, this is an old story. Why did it just publish two days ago? Come on, newsroom. Um, I mean, we, we know this already. He's having daily breakdowns. He's sad. He has a, he has a show now. He has a, a, a new story. He has a show. Most of you probably didn't know that. Because how terrible it 
bombed and how terrible CNN Plus bombed. But he has a show now. No one watches it either. I think, based on statistics, uh, um, we're pretty close up there with CNN on this podcast and on Red Future. I think we're pretty close up there with Chris Wallace, by the way. All right. Segment three of the show and four, by the way, are all about the midterm coverage, all about midterms coming up very soon in 21 days. I, I want to just say, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you're ready to vote. Make sure you are eligible to vote in the state you live in and the city you live in. Maybe too late. It's too late in Ohio. I pushed this for on social media and on the air. Got to make sure you're up to date all, at all times. You never know when an election is going to call and you have to vote. You have to support. You have to do your righteous duty as an American. Be right back after this Red Feature Radio, your midterm headquarters and your midterm coverage. Stay right here. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. You are going to have to work with President Biden and Democrats in order to get anything done. That's right. So let me ask you, can you name one thing that President Biden has done that you support? One thing that he's done that I support. Mm -hmm. He eat a lot of ice cream. Is there anything policy-wise? Policy-wise that he's done that I support. Uh, You want to run down his policy? Because he's been doing a lot of things since he's been there. Executive orders, just like signing that student with uh, bill that I think was terrible. Common ground you think you could find with Uh, Democrats? I know. That's what's so funny. I'm willing to work across the aisle with any of them. I work with anyone for the people of Georgia, anyone that's want to help. But can you name a bill that's going to help? And now I'm not putting you on the spot, but give me something that within the inflation reduction that's going to help without taking money from their pocket and stuff that they're paying for. Let me go back to the original question, <laughs> okay. though. What's the well, one thing? That, is okay. there one thing? Is well, there one thing? That's what I'm saying. I, I may have to think about it. President Biden has done that. I may have to think about it. That's what I'm saying. And I'm sorry to tell you this. I may have to think about it because it seems like since he got into office, Everything is going down the drain. Take a minute and think about it. Oh, geez. One uh, thing. Okay, let me think about it. One thing that he's that he's put in that I would agree with. That you would agree with. This is going to be a while. That is a Meet the Press exclusive <laughs> with, with Herschel Walker. Man, he eats a lot of ice cream. I just wanted to play that out there. That's, a, that's our only real Georgia update. In that battleground state of Georgia, there was a debate last night for the governor's race. We're not covering governor's races here. I mean, truly, it matters to the people of the state, and it could matter in 2024, but come on. Brian Kemp isn't better in Stacey Abrams on elections, so we will just move on there. But I wouldn't play that clip. It's hilarious to me. So Arizona governor candidate, and I believe we have a clip for this as well, said she would not, refuses to say if she will accept midterm results. That's the clip, right? She refuses to say if she will accept midterm results. She doesn't have to. She doesn't owe, okay. Candidates don't owe anyone a single policy. Or not policy, but a single answer in the media. They don't owe anyone a single anything. I mean, truly. I mean, they're politicians. They owe the people something. But that's about it. Now, I want to play this clip here. I'm trying to find it. Here, here we got it. Here's what she said on CNN before we even hop into this uh, video. Let's look ahead. Jana. And let's, Jana. let's talk about Jana. the 2022 election. Will you accept the results of your election, Miss Lake? I'm, 
I'm running against a twice convicted racist who cost the state taxpayers $3 million because of her hatred for people of color. She paid a woman of color in her office $30,000 less than men doing the same job. Last week, we learned she held a slave auction, a mock slave auction in high school. We saw her running from a black reporter hiding in the bathroom from him. I'm not going to lose this election because I'm going to talk to Katie Hobbs. I'm going to talk to Katie Hobbs right after we're done. We'll never elect a racist like Katie Hobbs. My question is, will you accept the results of your election in November? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result because the people will never, the people of Arizona will never support and vote for a coward like Katie Hobbs who won't show up on a debate stage. She's single-handedly destroying a 20-year tradition of gubernatorial debates because of her cowardice. So I I know already no momentum behind her. The polls are in our favor and we're going to win this election. I'm 100% confident of that. We have the ideas, common sense ideas that people want. And we're seeing Democrats pour over and vote for us right now. I've, I've had many people reach out and say they're voting for us. So the Democrat Party is faltering. It's not the party of solutions. It's the party that has caused the problems that we're in Carrie right Lake, now. I really appreciate you coming on. That was her on CNN. That was Carrie Lake on CNN. I don't think her answer was all that bad. We're going to win this election, showing confidence, and I will accept that result. Why would a politician that is winning by five points in every poll that I find go on national television and say, if I lose, I'll accept that. I'm planning on losing. No, she's not planning on losing. She's planning on winning. She's going to win. We have to have politicians with confidence, with with a pair of the pair of, of man things, so to speak. Got to have politicians that are confident in themselves, confident in their abilities to win, or else why would they? Why would we vote for them? Carrie Lake said she's going to win, and she will accept that result. The left is going insane. She was trending on Twitter for th- th- 72 hours. Oh, she's not going to accept the result if she loses. She's going to be another election denier like Donald Trump. She's going to win. And with the way we've seen the Arizona elections run as it is, it wouldn't surprise me if they did fraud it so she lost. But she's winning by five points in every poll. She's not going to lose this race. Blake Masters is not going to lose this race. What she said isn't wrong. But that's our biggest news right now in any pretty much state. Is because she said the following. Let's talk I'm about Indiana. the 2020 let, let state, state taxpayers, three people of color. She because she said this. A slave auction, a right, mocking in the bathroom from Amy. him. Katie Hobbs, right after right we're done. Arizona will never elect a racist like Katie Hobbs. My question won't. is, will you accept the results of your election in November. I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result because the people will never, the people of Arizona will never support and vote for a coward like Katie Hobbs who won't show up on a debate stage. She's single-handedly hey, destroying a 20-year tradition of... She said that if she wins, or if she wins, she's going to accept the result. I mean, that's that plain and simple. I don't see... Even a Democrat going on national television saying, yeah, if we lose, we'll accept that. I mean, yeah, we we get that prepared. No, you're prepared to win. You have to have a fighter in you to win. Carrie Lake is that fighter. You know, Arizona's slate, their their statewide slate is incredible. I, I Okay, Ohio GOP. I know someone there is listening to this program, and it has to be statistically. In 2024, we need a slate like Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, and their attorney general candidate and their secretary of state candidate. We need that slate. We can't have the wine 
and Yost. And Yost isn't bad, but and LaRose, a loser. We can't have those people in our state. And if any of those people, if Mike DeWine for some reason, if A.G. Yost, if Frank LaRose are our nominees for U.S. Senate, I am losing faith in Ohio, by the way. We have an open seat. Oh, that's 2026, but still, open seat. Easy way to win this race against Sherrod Brown. We have to put up good candidates. Follow the, the, the path of Blake Masters and J.D. Vance and put a good candidate in there. But that's the side. We're going to talk about Ohio later. Last story is going to be about Ohio, but we need to move on. That's where that's what's going on in Arizona. Is she said she refused to accept the election results if she loses. Whatever. That's not even true. So, so, so NBC News ran a story with... Uh, Herschel Walker, or not Herschel Walker, I'm sorry, uh, John Fetterman, right? And they said he might not be entirely mentally fit, you know? He had a stroke, he can't talk in complete sentences, he might not be completely mentally fit, right? Well, Ghislaine Maxwell, or I'm sorry, uh, Giselle Fetterman, <clears throat> sorry about that, folks, is enforce, or making sure that they say the very things that she wants them to say as a wife of, of the one. Of the man, I'm sorry. So, Gazelle Fetterman claimed in an interview with the Independent's Erica Garcia that reporter Dasha Burns was ableist when Burns revealed October 11th that John Fetterman, who was running for the seat being vacated by Pat Toomey, had trouble making small talk prior to an interview. If this happened in a school, if this was a child that was ableist towards another child or a teacher, there would have been issues stated, there would have been a new training done, what is being done at the media after a reporter came out so able, openly ableist towards a person? Is there a clip here? I believe there is. Got an advertisement. Thanks, Daily Caller, for running an advertisement. I thought I had an ad blocker installed. Anyways, so so she's she's claiming that, well, they're ableist for saying that my husband might not be completely there mentally. Let's play a clip. Uh, we had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our our conversations. So I don't know if you all all stand there and have been to political events. I went to one over the over the past week. That's why I didn't have a program. Oh, thank you for the advertisement. Very loud, Daily Caller. Thanks. Uh, I don't know if you have all been to political events. I went to one uh, Thursday. Is why I wasn't on the air. But small talk is the biggest thing there. I mean, but more than hearing the speeches, more than taking photos or, or getting into in-depth conversations, you have small talk with pretty much everyone you run across. Whether you shake their hand or you you uh, hug them or say thank you for your work in the party or whatever else you want to do, small talk is a big part of politics. I'm sure I've never been to the Senate. I've never been inside of those meetings, but I'm sure that's how it works. I mean, I'm sure you have to have some sort of small talk before they have your Closed captioning device set up so you can hear what they're saying. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm not being ableist. I'm not being against Fetterman because he's disabled, but he is not capable of, of running. Now, okay. Let's look at this as someone in my shoes. If I was a radio host and I had a stroke and I couldn't hear my producer in my ear or I couldn't this or that, they would take me off the air. 
if I couldn't speak in complete sentences or mixed up New Jersey and D.C. or this and that, they would take me off the air. How can, can this woman, I'm sorry, I, I, Giselle seems like a, a, perf, a perfectly nice illegal immigrant. Why does she believe that John Fetterman is immune from this because she's her husband? He's barely campaigning, he's barely doing anything. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm blown away. Ableist because he, she doesn't support my, my, my husband. I support Dr. Oz fully. And I'm not an ableist for that. And, and to close out this segment, I'm going to play the song again. For those who may not have heard us in the beginning on the radio, uh, go to the podcast and you can listen to the full thing. We're going to play some of this for the outro, but it's phenomenal. Oz, what's up, I should say, after the break, we'll, we'll come back with Ohio politics. Talking about that massive debate between J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan yesterday. We'll talk about that right as we return. What's up, Dr. O? Time to get involved, let the whole world know. Just the other day, they see me on the show. Didn't know I had style, didn't know I had soul for sure. I'm not sure average doc, but exercise with hip-hop. It's all about the move. Yeah, all about the move. No matter how we move, then we ain't gonna stop. Have to come together on this track to kick the little facts about the way we move and what we like. Gotta watch your calories, watch you take it in. Now to balance out your calories, you gotta hit the gym. Never thought a cardiac surgeon, a neurologist. We'll talk exercise, not Politics. You only got one life to live. Live healthy. That's what it is. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. For those of you that heard the teaser, we're going to talk about uh, before the break. We're going to talk about the J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan debate here on the Conservative Crusader. Very important to the people of Ohio is this debate. We have all the clips lined out, but I did not in my software put notes for what the clips are. So I'm going to play them. I'm going to pretty much blind react with you all. So our first clip is 52 seconds. It's uh, clip eight producer. If you want to play that in just a second. But I I believe this is a clip about uh, his kids. So let's talk about that. We have a. So the, we have a. Hold on, JD. No, this is me. this is disgusting. I'd like to get here's exactly what happens when the media and people like Tim Ryan accuse me of engaging the great great replacement theory. I'll tell you, you exactly. It. I'll you tell you exactly what happens, Tim. What happens is that my own children, my biracial children, get attacked by scumbags online and in person because you are so desperate for political power that you'll accuse me, the father of three beautiful biracial babies. Of of engaging in racism, we are sick of it. You can believe in a border without being a racist. You can believe in the, the country without being a racist. And this just shows how desperate this guy is for political power. I know you've been in office for 20 years, Tim, and I know it's a sweet gig, but you're so desperate not to have a real job that you'll slander me and slander my family. It's disgraceful. Man. To be J.D. Vance in that instance. I mean, I didn't hear the full context. I I missed some of this debate. But if you call J.D. Vance, who is the white or the husband of an Indian woman and the father of two biracial children, a racist, expect some heat. I mean, truly. I don't think J.D. Vance is a racist. I don't think that, I mean, he, he might have said so in his ad himself, but I, I don't think he's a racist. I don't think he means bad. But, I mean... You can believe in a border without believing in racism. 
I don't know if it's true that people walk up to his kids or this and that and, and threaten them or threaten his wife, but I, I'm sorry if it does happen. But the the the, the rhetoric of, of Tim Ryan, of these people like this, is what causes that, by the way. I just want to hit on that really quick. This last segment's not as long as I, I remember it being seen <laughs> when I came back on the air. It seemed like it was a lot longer before, so we have to hop into this really quick. Tim Ryan says that he believes in reasonable solutions. Well, Tim, what were you doing on those reasonable solutions in your 20 years in Washington, D.C.? What were you doing at the moment that the lawless people were attacking our police officers? You were joining in and making our streets less safe. The critical issue here is that Tim Ryan keeps on saying he's reasonable, keeps saying that he's a moderate, keeps saying that he believes in things that 90% of Ohio believes, but when he gets to Washington, he votes exactly the opposite. Way. I went to Yankee Kitchen for dinner about two hours ago. So many people came up to me, some of them Democrats. And you know what they said, Tim? They said, Tim Ryan has been in office in tw- for 20 years, and he hasn't done his damn job. That's This a direct- debate, by the way, was held in Youngstown, which is Tim Ryan's hometown. From a union steel worker who you represent, if you were half as good of a legislator as you pretend to be, Youngstown wouldn't have lost 50,000 jobs, and those steel workers would not be coming up to me telling me you failed. So Tim Ryan has run commercials falsely accusing my nonprofit of me taking money out of it and it not helping people. It did help people when I put $80,000 of my own money, Tim. But you know what? Those commercials are paid for by pharmaceutical blood money because Tim Ryan received tens of thousands of dollars from the very companies that have profited off of this. And that's exactly how he's able to fund the lies that he's been putting on TV against me. J.D. Vance is such a good debater. And he truly is. I would not want to go up against him. But Tim Ryan, and there's one part of this I missed. There's an ad. Here it is. Yep, here it is. Okay. I want to play this for you, Tim Ryan. Some people think that they have to agree with their politicians 100% of the time. And I ask these people, are any of you married? (laughs) I love you so much. I love you too. Gross. Yes, disgusting. But if we have 10 conversations in one day. And we agree on seven. We crack a bottle of wine. Yes, we do. The same goes for the country. We have to stop the stupid fights. Find some common ground. And be Americans first. Now that I can agree with. I'm Tim Ryan, and I approve this message. So this is a question that was brought up during debate. I don't have that clip. But if you were Tim Ryan's wife and your husband agreed with a politician more than you, because he agrees with Nancy Pelosi 96% of the time and Biden 100% of the time, would you wonder what's going on behind the scenes? I mean, we know about Monica Lewinsky, but I mean, if if, <laughs> if Tim Ryan agrees with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time and Biden 100% of the time, but can't agree with his wife 100% of the time, where do you stand? Where do you stand and as a wife if he agrees with his colleagues more than you 100% of the time? That's a lot. I mean, you can't have one disagreement on, on an amendment to get that far. So I think, I, I think Tim Ryan cares more about Nancy Pelosi than he does his wife. I mean, at this point. And if you were his wife, how would you feel about that? That's my question for you as we end off today's program. My email is josh at gopjosh.com. If you'd like, if you're a candidate listening to the program, you want to come on. Uh, even if you've been on before and you want to come on before the election again, we are more than welcome. Uh, every candidate is welcome on the program. We will get with you back if you send us an email. Josh at jopjosh.com. Call in number for voicemails is 574-675-6747. 57JPJosh7 is our number. Support the pr- uh, program on Patreon. Patreon.com slash jpjosh. P-A-T-R-E-O-N-D-O-T-C-O-M. 
S L A S H G O P Josh for the Bidens out there and patreon.com slash Josh P A T R E O N dot com slash G O P J O S H for the normal folks out there. And we are wrapping up this program with one more promo redfutureradio.com. We are doing some improvements to the website and you can find our program by going to the conservative, uh, the show's page and going to the conservative crusader and playing it there on that little player. And we can't wait for the program. Remember once again, uh, in a few weeks, the program is supposed to be up in uh, normal until November 7th. And then the program will go from November 7th, November 9th with the programs for that week. And then we'll be back on the 21st of the November. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in today. Cannot wait for more midterm coverage, more midterm elections, and more midterm information as we hop into that. But until then, until next time, my name is JP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader program of the Red Future Radio Network, and we'll be with you all next time. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all Thursday with a brand new episode, and stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 